that I was just like, fuck, why am I late again? And then I was just like, I'm just not going to come. And he's like, wait, you're not coming? And I was like, well, no, I'm right outside. I was just thinking maybe I should leave. <laughs> he has already recorded. No, no, no. I mean, we're recording now. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording now. But uh, yeah, it was, sorry, I fell asleep. Ten. I assume that meant ten minutes, not... This is the tenth time I've done this. Oh, I taught, yeah, ten times. I fell asleep at ten a.m. too. What are you doing? Because someone almost died at a show. I was very scared. Was it a relative of yours? No, it was just some guy. But it's kind of traumatizing a little bit. Yeah, like was you can't weighing heavy on you. Yeah, I was stressed what? the fuck out the entire show. What was his name? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't care. Well, now you don't care. I used to see someone, almost Jimi Hendrix. We, The show turns into a Travis Scott concert because some guy's choking and the host is just like, well, the show must go on. <laughs> Your empathy knows no bounds. No. <laughs> it's the crazy empathy. You can fade in and out of caring and not caring, like in the same sentence. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. The guy almost died. It weighed heavy on me. What's his name? I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> Nor do I care. What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> all I know is he was a beast at guitar. That's all I know. Wait, it was your... The guy that plays guitar at your show? It's Jimi Hendrix, yeah. He chucked those. Oh, never mind. Ball. You play, oh. you have a guy that, okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, no, I, I don't know too. the guy. I actually thought that I could have tied this together into another conversation we had, because I know that you have a guy that plays guitar on uh -huh. like intro and outro. Yeah. I thought you hired that guy. He blacked out and then almost died at the show, which I would assume means that's the last time you're going to work with him. But you were saying that Jimi Hendrix, the actual Jimi Hendrix, Rest who also peace. plays guitar, is very good and also died from choking on his own vomit. Yes, I think he and did we're die. back. So did John Bonham. John Bonham and Martha Top. No, I don't know. That's not a real person. I think that's a <laughs> you said John Bonham. I was like, what's a lady John, with the name John Bonham? Bonham. Oh. <laughs> from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> John Bottom. Probably a porn star. John Bottom. <laughs> Johnny Bottoms. They're Ford a with pegging Ron, duo. Yeah, with Ron John Jeremy. Bonham. <laughs> okay, now that we've now that we've conquered pop culture. <laughs> hey Joe. Hey Brian. That's a great first two minutes, man. That's awesome. It really okay. is. Maybe I show up 30 minutes late every so episode. Aside from no, 40, don't. 40 minutes. Or at least 40. tell me ahead of time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more like 40. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, it's, it's if you want to show up 40 minutes late, that's fine. Just tell me ahead of time and I'll yeah. tell the I don't know. I'll just tell the guests, hey, we record at 2.40 and I'll just deal with that. Yeah. Trying to explain why we record at such a weird fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, who's our guest that we have to let know today? Uh, our, our guest uh, at 2 o'clock was Brian Kenny. And now Hi, it's just Brian Kenny who's just sitting here also waiting for you to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Brian from, how's, how you doing, Brian? I'm a little hungover. Oh, you really? Yeah. <laughs> did you show up on time? Yes, I did. Okay, nice. You show up like 1.59. But I was so pumped. I was like, yeah, Brian's my fucking dude. We're friends. <laughs> I was like, I was like leaving. I was like, I'm disappointing Joe and Brian right now, and I hate this. <laughs> well, it was a little bit easier because like when it's happened before, like like the guest didn't know you, but he was like, yeah, you don't have to explain. It's yeah, cool. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the Dave Flint. <laughs> Ooh, he, uh, he no call no showed to hilarities on Thursday. No oh, no shit. I was the uh, I was the feature, who then became the uh, you know thirty five minutes up front cold feature. Oh fuck, I should brutal. Hey, the next time that happens, just they mess me. Be like, dude, come up. They'll probably put you on. I will race there. Yeah, well, you don't know ahead of time. You figure out like five minutes before, like. Yeah, because you never know with Flint. It's like Flint might be there at at showtime. He might be 
doing his best to get there on time. So like as the music's starting up, they're like, well, uh, just go uh, do announcements, do an extra 10 minutes, and we'll get through this. <laughs> now, as a comic, that's very easy to do, right? Do what? An extra 10 minutes with no notice whatsoever. Extra 10 minutes is just fine. It's the going up cold that sucks. Oh, I see. Because I, I was walking in there going, this is going to be a cushy gig. You know, <laughs> Somebody's going to go bite a bullet. I'll do 25, and it'll go great. And the feature spot is the sweet spot of the show. There's no pressure on you. Somebody else got the crowd um, you know, at the very least, a little bit woken up and ready for comedy. And then there's also this like mental thing with the crowd of like, okay, this person, it, it, he is a step up from the first person. So you get like this little extra clout from the crowd without them really realizing it just for being the second or the headliner. You know, I, when Squire was on here, we talked about this a little bit too, because me as someone who's not a comic, but has been to a lot. In fact, the first time I saw you, you were, uh, you were hosting at Hilarities. Nice. This was, man. Six years ago, maybe. I don't know. It was it was it was a while ago. Question: Do you remember the headliner? No, I don't. But you remember Brian? I do remember Brian. Okay. Well, because I'd Nobody actually seen you. A, I'd seen you a couple <laughs> of times. Because you know, I, it was you know, I didn't obviously know how a lot of it worked, but I know a lot of times if there's a headliner that comes in out of town, they like to grab the local people, some of that that are more like local. And I don't know how long you've been doing comedy, but it seemed like you were. Not that you were starting out because of the way you performed, but then I saw you as the host and someone had told, like, yeah, usually the host, they'll grab a local guy. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing you host other times. Cause there was a time we went to hilarities a lot, like, a, like several times a year, and I think half of those times you were hosting. And then I saw you as a feature. But that was my thought when I asked Squire about that. Like, do you think that there's a psychological component to this in the audience if they just think host, that's not the guy who's as funny because he's hosting. The headliner, we assume, is going to be, and the people in the middle are like, like, they're definitely funnier and they're about to hit. Like, that's the, yep. the, the way that the audience thinks. That's how I thought. That's just the, the psychology without anybody, you know, even realizing it. That's yeah. just the way that, that audiences think. I've been doing hilarities since 2013. So, been there for a while. Comedy since about 10 years at this 10 point. 10 years? Yeah. yeah, I don't, rem yeah, I don't remember. It, it was at least six years ago. It was a while ago. But I do remember, and then I remember seeing you around more and more, and then I don't – I think right before COVID, we saw you as a feature at Hilarities too. Uh, so probably three years ago. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've seen you other times, but that's just – my Brian Kinney hilarities timeline. There you go. <laughs> so now, now you're basically I've been watching you for several years. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You look great. Thank you. You've changed over the years. <laughs> Balder. Yeah. yeah. There were two bald guys with beards named Brian. Yeah. Except for you spell it the dumb way. Yeah. <laughs> I spelled the stupid way with a Y. <laughs> like your parents are like, I don't get a good vibe from this kid. We got to fancy him up somehow. Like, Put a Y in that shit. Look, if there's a Brian with nigh, like that line underneath it, like nothing goes through it. So I think we need a Y to go through the line. Why is it bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes why? a vowel, sometimes not a vowel. Pick a fucking lane. <laughs> I just don't agree. Strong. I like the Y. There's a dot. It's got a decoration on it. Yeah, you could put it. You could. Yeah, you could. You could put it like a little heart, or you can be like, "Oh, I'm gonna put an exclamation point." That's the point biggest. Instead. That's the biggest thing at Valentine's Day. He had a way to show love without yeah. actually saying love. You had to mm -hmm. say the word. Yeah, you could be like, "Love, because oh, you're a wine. Thanks a lot, Brian. Heart <laughs> over the eye. You're a wine. <laughs> Do you get the heart on the Valentine's like Brian with a heart on the eye? Like every time you got to. I don't do it. Well, I mean, like, you don't do it for yourself, but you get it. You receive, like, a little heart. I don't know if Sarah does that. 
She should. I don't know. I'll, I'll have a, a stern talking to her. Yeah. Get She's like, why? I mean, you have a, like, uh, you can do this anytime. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. Why are you holding back? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I'm going to burst through the door when I get home. Why have you been not been harding yeah. the eyes? Yeah. <laughs> this guy who I've known for nearly an hour and a half pointed out a major flaw in our relationship that can be solved by having a little bit of effort when you're saying my fucking name. Why aren't you more cutesy? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I get married to you without the heart on the eye? I'll be at Brian's with a Y <laughs> until we figure this out. Yeah. So you say you're, you're 10 years, 10 plus years doing comedy? Yeah, about 10 years. Okay. How has it... How has it changed in Cleveland? Like, how has it changed in Cleveland? Like, Squire talked a little bit about this too, but I'm curious because we've had obviously we've had comics on, but a lot of them were kind of like in the four to five year range, mm-hmm. and like you and Bill, I would be the only two that have actually been on for that long. Not just the scene itself, but just comedy in general, because especially like with social media growing too. So, like, what was it like ten years ago versus like last night i don't i suck at social media and i hate doing it so that hasn't changed shit for me <laughs> first of all you don't suck at social media because at least for me because the 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 facebook what i think is your family christmas photo that you yes. guys post where you're all standing there like a football team no one's smiling uh-huh. and you look like you're about to get in a fight with a rival family is one of my favorite parts of facebook <laughs> that picture and anything that marty malloy posts it's oh like, god he's the best it's marty's the, a g when marty the other day posted about the Jesse Smollett trial. I was like, I don't know why. It just sounded better coming from him. Yeah. <laughs> I got the update that he was guilty from Marty, and it was better. I don't know why. I love his Seinfeld updates all the time. <sighs> just soup Nazis on. That's yeah. his post. Yep. That's Seinfeld's not does. on tonight. That's it. Okay. Or I'm quit. I just quit DoorDash. And the two I'm weeks later, DoorDash. I'm doing yeah. DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> working McDonald's. I quit McDonald's. I'm doing DoorDash. <laughs> Did anyone follow his weight loss journey? It started no. off with, I'm 278 pounds. I'm going to lose 30 pounds so I can meet a woman. That was the post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he got to 252. Then he added weight. And I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God, I hope he gets it. <laughs> it's the most invested I've ever been on social media. I guess Marty quit. Uh, so he, he would, at, at shows, because I was doing more like the shows that you don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'll be at, like, a, I'll, like, when I was running, like, a village tavern, uh, like right during pandemic, Marty's just walking in without a mask. He don't give a fuck. He's yeah. gangsta, and uh, he walks in, and then he goes. Uh, he usually asks me for a pop, so it's like Pepsi specifically. Pepsi specifically, and you, and you know that effect when someone asks for something so uh-huh. much, and you just end up doing it. Uh, the one I was like, "Hey Marty, I'll get you a Pepsi." He goes, "No," and I was like, oh, "We usually get a." And then I was like, "Oh, I'm a motherfucker. I'm sorry. I usually get you a Pepsi." He goes, "I'm done drinking Pepsi." And then just walks away. <laughs> he's and done then, that to me too, but he's like, I drink Crystal Light now. So I went and I got him a thing of Crystal Light, and he's like, I drink Pepsi again. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the store, I bought him a big thing. It's still in my car from years ago. <laughs> the Marty special? Yes, the Marty Crystal, Crystal Light. Light. What, a, what a switch. For me, he switched to Orange Crush. Oh. Yeah, so I get it. And so then, he just, see, I don't, I get that much less. If he switched to Orange Crush, like that's still a very sugary beverage. Yeah, you're going in the wrong yeah. direction. Yeah. Well, he took a break from Pepsi before he stopped drinking pop, and then he went to Orange Crush, and then actually it inspired me to drink Orange Crush. Orange Crush like, is good. I bought an Orange Crush, and I was like, oh, I haven't drank this. It's like a little creamsicle. It's a pop. Yeah. And then I went to go talk to him about Orange Crush. He goes, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> like an addict. <laughs> I know. He talks like he's like, the, like you offered him blow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I don't know if you've heard. I'm fucking straight edge. Now. Yeah. 
<laughs> Except it's, it just says Pepsi on his wrist, and there's like a, a cross through it, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He um, I forgot. We were talking about like the first show I ever did. Like Marty was on that show. He was the first comic I met at the show, and it didn't make me feel comfortable. Yeah, those like, eyes. Yeah, like I, I got there early to like help set up and everything like that, <clears throat> and Marty walks in, and uh, he walks up. He's just like. Hi, I'm Marty, and then said something I didn't understand, and then he walked away. And I looked at my buddy who was doing the show with me, and I'm like, I don't think this is going to go very well. <laughs> <laughs> then he murdered. Then he, then murdered. he was the best. He was uh-huh. the best on the show by far. People were walking up to me like, who is that guy? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I, his name's Marty, and apparently he's fucking great. <laughs> that was my first experience with him. Never a time that I hate a crowd more than when they don't like Marty. Yeah. Like, like, I've if, never if it, seen one. I've, I've seen, seen him probably five or six yeah. times, and every time, everyone's just like, this is fucking great. Last time I saw him was at the Winchester uh, a couple months back, and I think Squire brought him on stage. I don't even think he was supposed to be there. He went on to like 10 minutes, and he was great. The crowd was howling. Yeah. Yeah. He's super fucking funny, but sometimes crowds don't get it. Sometimes crowds just have a, a weird energy to them, and I, I've definitely seen a couple crowds that – just didn't get Marty and, and like Marty, and I hated that crowd so much for that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. You can hate me all you want. Don't you fucking be mean to Marty. He is a national treasure. <laughs> yes. He's like my little brother and my big brother all at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> uncle. I don't know why. He's like five family members all rolled into one, yeah. and I love him more than anyone. <laughs> you, know, you know in Star Wars, and like the chosen one. That That's Marty, yeah. except he's he's forever going to be the chosen one, even when he's 80 years old. He's How old is he? 50? I really can't tell. Probably got to be in his early, mid-50s. Like if you told me, so. If you told me 38 or 63, I'd believe you. I don't, 38 know or 60. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, but because of all the you pop, I'm way. like, there yeah. people could be 38 that 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 worked for each one of those days. And then if you told me he was 60, I'd be like, I can see that too. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like one of them people that I just I can't place an age on him. And I'm not trying to, Marty. I wish the gong show would just accept him already. <laughs> he's shot 50 gong show auditions. Yeah. Let's fucking take him. He always, he's like, another audition for the gong show. Yeah. That was a, some older he Facebook shot, ones. What? He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why I would have believed that if he was 60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes a little bit more sense when I said 60 now, right? Yeah. He's been working on the gong show for a long time, wearing him down. I think Marty would be best on, you know those Japanese prank shows? Uh, Imagine Marty is the one American. I would love that. <laughs> It'd be fucking awesome. I would, yeah, I could picture him, especially on like those, uh, uh, what is it, those Ninja Challenge ones, but like the old ones that are overdubbed. Like there's a the, MXC. Yeah, I yeah. think that's it. Those were those were that was my favorite show for like a year. Yeah, it was just like you know just Asian people doing that, but they were overdubbed with Americans, and it was just all jokes. It was like mystery science theater, but with like Asian combatants on like an obstacle course, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they did. And it was funny every single time. Yeah, I think he'd be like a great host for that. With a bachelor, he should be the bachelor. Oh my god. I would oh. watch the shit out of that show. That'd be the highest rated, at least in Northeast Ohio, Absolutely. the highest rated Bachelor ever. Fuck yeah. Hi, you're those... hot. What's your name? Jessica? <laughs> you like Pepsi? And I don't drink too much pop. Okay. And just walks. <laughs> hey, what's your life. name? <laughs> <laughs> and instead of like roses, he's handing them like he's, yeah, 12 packs of Crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you accept this 12 pack of Crush? 
Yeah. And every one of those like bachelorette like asides where they're like the little confessionals, they'd all be like, I, I can't I can't really get a beat on him. I, I, I think he likes me, but I don't know because he, he keeps walking away from me mid-sentence. His eyes are beautiful and terrifying yeah. at the same time. <laughs> He's like a Siberian husky. <laughs> or a white walker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you halfway. He's Ghost from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of both. Yeah, he was, oh, man. And every time I've seen him since, he's. I think I saw him at, uh, that's the other thing, is like in seeing comedy shows, I've also seen him at places that I, I just never expect to see a comedy show. I saw mm-hmm. one at the Distill Table over here on Madison at like 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday. And I came across Oof. it by accident. <laughs> it was, and it was people that I've had that have had been on shows before. Uh, Marty, for sure. Morales was on it, and uh, Joey Gentile, the one show he did in the last four years, was at this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just in the middle. And this, I think Joey worked at the distill table. Yeah, he ran that room. And he was like, hey, you know it would be great for brunch? We all just tell, like, you know, really disgusting jokes about everyone's trying to eat. And the manager was like, can't miss. Let's do it. And that's what happened. <laughs> oh, God. I've done one brunch show, and it was terrible. This was not good. It was at the Beachland, and it was oh, – Tim God. Cornette ran it. And I, like, you know, it was a storytelling show, and I'm telling the story, and feminists are, like, not happy with me. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, okay, I'm just going to go. I Enjoy your eggs. I don't know. <laughs> Please visit my website. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, all of the crowd. There was nobody else besides, oh. like, this table of feminists. And I had made – telling this this story about like a nightmare date with this girl like she she didn't shave her armpits and she like kept talking about how she like forgot to shave them so it's not even like she was taking a stance she just is like i didn't expect to be having sex with you so <laughs> not even pardon, pardon me not shaving anything for a few weeks <laughs> and like the one girl yells out what is she too human for you brian i was like this is not my crowd <laughs> well not only that i mean that one specifically she was like, I'm going to yell something, but I forgot his name. Does anybody remember his name? Then they probably asked the waiter, like, what's that guy's name? Because they didn't want to say it wrong. They wanted to really personalize that heckle. Oh, she personalized Maybe it's because you're unfuckable, Brian. There was no heart over the eye. No. <laughs> and that's how you know if the set's going well or And not. that's full circle, Someone's baby. in the crowd just going like this. Just making the heart sign. Brian. Yeah. I've never had to deal with that. Yeah, that's what the brunch one was at the still table. It was, uh, we were doing like, like a, like a fundraiser walk with uh, Savannah at Social Pause, and we just stopped there because we've been walking for almost four blocks and we were exhausted. So we're like, we'll stop and get a drink, and it was kind of nice out. And um, I really couldn't figure out what was happening. There was just somebody standing. You know, there's no stage at the distill table. Mm-hmm. There's just the part of the room where there isn't a table, and that's where someone was standing, essentially basically in the middle of everything yeah. and just telling these t- – and you're like – you know, Joey would tell a joke, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then I look over at the family with, like, four little kids trying to, you know, they're cut, they're buttering their toast for him. Like, there you go, sweetie. And Joey's just like, this guy is eating peanut butter out of my bot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> and I'm like, man, next joke. And then Morales comes on and talks about how, how he, gets pussy he had a one-night stand. <laughs> oh, he's talking about fucking a single mom. And then the kid walks in and is like, are you my dad now? And like, yeah. <laughs> And then oh. uh, Marty came on and fucking confused everybody. <laughs> yeah. So you got to know what oh, we're talking yeah, right about. Oh, yeah, right away. So, so Marty came on, but I will say, people were laughing when Marty was gone because everyone just started, because they're like, oh, God, what's this son of a bitch going to say now? And he started going, and people were laughing. I mean, it wasn't a great room. 
it wasn't even really a room. No. It was an area. But it wasn't like a great crowd, but people were actually laughing at the things that he was saying. And when people finally figured out, like, this guy's not telling a story. He's his Every single sentence is the beginning, end, and punchline of the joke, and then just goes on to a completely new one. And people started paying attention to it and laughing at it. it he was really funny. Marty's it was it was not the not the best show, but it was really funny to see Marty do that. Everything else was pretty bad. <laughs> it was bad because I don't even care. But when they would make a joke, and then I'd look at that table with all these kids, and that kid, one of the nine year olds, would look at the mom and try to help. Like, what is he doing? What's he talking about? Why is he using peanut butter that way? It goes on toast, mom. <laughs> not in butts. <laughs> Comedy should not happen in the daylight. No. I did a distill room at the day too. It was a roast. Yeah, at the still at like two. At, at, it was at noon or one. Yeah, and the you know who was a part of the roast? It was me, Liz Blanc, Cody Cooper, uh, and like two or three other people. Uh-huh. And I did not want to do this. Of course, Fuck no. I th- I didn't even talk to Cody about it. I was like, I'll just tell him I don't want to do this when I'm there, and he'll know what I'm talking about. He'll understand. So I didn't even write <laughs> jokes. I just roasted people. I just I bought a bunch of uh, like I bought like eight uh, one of those like whiteboards. Or not whiteboards, white piece of paper where like wrestling signs and everything. Uh-huh. Forgot what they're called. Uh, like big, yeah, uh, the poster boards. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So I bought a bunch of poster boards and a marker, and I just drew people. <laughs> so I think for Cody, I drew a fat guy, and then I put an arrow, and then I drew him a little skinnier. <laughs> that was the. Ro- and then for Liz, my favorite one was Liz, and the the audience was laughing, but. It was noon. Like they, none of them really wanted it to happen. Uh-huh. And for Liz, she was a school teacher. She has a, a joke about school shootings. Uh-huh. So I drew her dead with. And she's dead because her eyes were axed out. She was holding a school book, and there was a kid with a gun. <laughs> oh my god. And I made eye contact with the one kid, and I was just like, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And then Cody was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, because Cody just roasted everything because yeah. he was angry. Yeah, he but, gets that way. Yeah, but he was happy angry. He was like, I don't like this. That's why I don't do comedy anymore. <laughs> and then he's just shitting on everybody. He's like, Brian's drawing fucking pictures of Liz dead. No one wants to be here. Drawing pictures of Liz dead. Yeah. <laughs> as we all do. Yeah, as we all do. <laughs> Childhood. Okay, so I think that answered my question about how comedy's changed. Now it's in the <laughs> daytime. Yeah, now it's in the daytime. Now it's in the daytime at restaurants and at Cracker Barrel. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was that. surprised at how many places do comedy. Like you, uh, like I didn't know that East End did comedy when I started doing the podcast, and then he came on. He's like, "Yeah, we do it here." Like it's in like ten different places that I that are within two miles of here that I didn't know ever had comedy shows. Is East End doing comedy again? Uh, I think they did a roast, an ad hominem. Okay, roast. yeah. Ad, ad What's ad happening? What's all these fucking the... roasts? But the what? <laughs> What's up? All these roasts? I thought that the one I did was like a rarity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's actually a whole part of Cleveland that specifically does roast comedy, and I don't do any of it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> Wait, how do you, you don't did, have you? You've roasted before though. A long time, like, but like I did like a roast roast, like an actual like the roast of. It, it's been a long. Oh, time. you did one person. Didn't you do a Mary one? I, 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 I well, that wasn't really supposed to be a roast, but I roasted her anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like Mary's uh, wedding thing. Like yeah. it was on the day that Mary um, split with her fiance. So they it was like on the day that her wedding was supposed to be. She like wore her oh. dress and they like did this, she this wore like, her comedy dress. thing. Hey, good for her for leaning into that. Yeah, and like people came up and like acted like you know, oh, I'm the the brother, and I'm making a, like, a, a best man speech. And people did kind of like theme type of shit, and I just walked up there and roasted her. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like she was almost having to tell the crowd, like, it's okay, this is what it's supposed to be, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, the the wedding dress should have given that away. But <laughs> <laughs> the wedding dress probably should have given that away. I hope she had like some smeared mascara too to really really really, really take that take that costume home. Really sell it. <laughs> yeah, really sell it. I roasted Dwayne Duke a long time ago, a long time ago when he was supposed to be leaving one of the times. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, he did, he did oh he went to Vegas. He did go to Vegas for like a year or two. Yeah, now he's he, back. He just he just he'll be like, Yeah, I'm here. And then in two months he'll be like, Yeah, I don't really care anymore. Uh, I'm gonna be going to Atlanta for yeah. six months, sleeping on the couch in my car with some dude in his butt. Uh <laughs> he just says we had him on here and the first fifteen minutes was straight up uh, oh my god! Like sex talk. It was the. It was like the most. It, it, it was the most orgy talk we've had. I expected some orgy <laughs> talk, but not that no, much. Yeah, he'll get and into not it. right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Welcome, kill this podcast." He's like, "I got COVID from a group orgy." I'm like, <laughs> Dwayne Duke is our guest. Yeah, that's literally the <laughs> mainly because I just didn't want someone to think that was me or Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, you don't do because I did. A, I mean, like when I because I've been doing it like five years. When I started doing comedy. I think you were, I mean, you were doing hilarities, but you were also doing, like, bro, not Brothers, uh, 5 o'clock? I ran Brothers. Oh, you ran Brothers? I ran Brothers for a while. That was a few years ago. We were talking about that before you got here. Oh, no uh, shit. Well, Netflix. we had some time to kill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was getting fucking awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so are you from the area? <laughs> I've seen you in hilarities. <laughs> and I could, so I'm like, I can't ask him questions because I kind of want to ask him questions during the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah. We got most of this out of the way already, yeah. but Yeah, um, we're just pretending that we haven't already discussed this. Like the Eric Andre Like, I knew he here. did Brothers because we discussed it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, brothers, they were not cool to work with. They sucked. And I hated running a show. That was what we were talking about. I hate producing. Yeah. I don't, I've been producing a lot, and I don't... Like, it's stressful. We need people like you. Thank you for doing what you do. You and David are, are really killing it. We're heroes. You're a couple of heroes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's stressful. <laughs> yeah, should, I, somebody's got to put on the shows, because I sure shit ain't dude, doing change it. change your Facebook. Be like, I can't stay home. I run shows. I run shows. <laughs> with like, I don't put fire as my back picture. You're essential. As my profile. You're essential. Uh, no, but... Yeah, what do you do? You and Horny do three monthly shows? Oh, no. We do uh, a weekly Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. show, which is where the guy puked last night, right in the beginning of the show. And the guy you start you, choking on his vomit. The guy you're worried about but don't give a shit about? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yes, yes, right. yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just, and prayers. You've literally lost sleep over this and I, then gained it. Yeah, at an inopportune Gained time. Gained it back with, I, a, with, a, with, with a vengeance. I was, I, I, I was really mad that it. Uh, like, I'm glad he's all right, but I was really stressed because I was like, because David's hosting and they start ripping into him, and then David went, "Hey, uh, uh, play the music," and then no one played the music, and then he was like, "Okay, uh, that guy is still here," and, I, and I'm just stressed. Like, I'm just stressed. Um, Would you? Have because you didn't perform last night. No, I performed. Oh, you did. Okay. Did would you have? Uh, would you have gone in on that dude? Oh, I did. Okay. Uh, I just made jokes like, guys, this was a weird show. I, I went up towards the end. I just did like six, seven minutes. Yeah. And I, I was just, I made fun of the area. I made fun of the people. Like I was just doing crowd work. I've been really. Well, up that's in my what crowd I mean. Work. Like I, I know that's like a super serious thing, but I, that'd be kind of impossible well, to ignore. The first thing I said was, I was like, guys, this, this welcome to our Travis Scott concert. Everyone just started <laughs> oh, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's laughing, and I was like, "Okay, that's good." That guy almost died. Well, but, I didn't uh, know this is actually a fundraiser for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> we just kept an it intervention. A yeah. it's it's an an intervention. Get your shit together, Todd. 
your addictions have affected me in the following ways. You ruin shows. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't sleep. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I was now so... I can only sleep from noon to two. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, you get high from, like, weird... Like, well, I don't know if you do it, like... I get high from a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he dropped a mushroom bomb on me, like, quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you I mean, on I... mushrooms, too, right now? No. <laughs> no, like, walking in, I'm just like, hey, I remember... Like, I mean, we weren't even down the stairs yet, and he's like, I was on mushrooms that night. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'm like, all right, nice. We did mushrooms together. That's that's I think that's the night that he was talking about. Oh yeah, at the because uh, it was at the Odeon across the street from. Yeah, uh, we saw you the night before because you were at the festival. The it was night on the, before, I went to the Thursday night one. Yeah, and that's when there was like, we certainly got our money's worth. I think it was like five bucks. I think I saw like twelve comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was good. I saw some. There was some good. Yeah, there was some. I was like, it just kept happening. Just another one kept coming. I thought it was done, and then another one, then another one. Then another, yeah. It's like a fucking clown car. <laughs> it literally it just kept coming. Yeah. There just there were honestly like nine. I think at least nine that night. It was it was a it was a fun night. That back room was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, because it was like all the comics were just like everybody else get away from us. We want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I'd never and I'd never seen a, a comedy show there. Yeah, that ba- I like that back room because I know all the the main room was set up and I preferred that back room. It was cool. It was like maybe I mean you could get like maybe forty people in there kind of comfortably, but it was a little compact, but At not most. like super elbow to yeah. elbow. But it was I liked it. I thought it was fun. Well, you because you did uh, so. Uh, Dolph Ziggler came in. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler. The wrestler, yeah. Him mm-hmm. and his brother Ryan Nemeth, they like Ryan performed right, uh, like music, but you went on with Ryan was doing characters. Oh yeah, he was on the show. He was doing too. a bunch of characters. Did it go over well? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not a video cast. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw that. <laughs> that was, I put you on the spot. Sorry. Um, no, I, I mean like they they both they were super nice guys. Mm-hmm. Really like them. They are from around here. They are self-aware. They know that they're not great comics. They know that they're not seasoned comics, so they shouldn't be great comics. They're not prodigies. They get that. So they're just like, they're kind of almost freaking out in the back. As I'm like, oh. you're going to do fine. You drew these people here. Yeah. They're going to love you no matter what. I told Dolph that because Steve Guy introduced me to, to Ziggler. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, my buddy Brian. He's a funny comic. And then he's like, nice to meet you. And he goes, I was like, yeah, dude, I really like your work. He goes, don't expect much tonight. I'm like, it honestly, I was like, honestly, I don't think it matters. Yeah. They showed up for you. They're going to like it. He's like, thanks. Yeah. And he, he like really genuinely enjoyed it. He was like, man, it's pretty fucking honest. I met that dude years ago at West Park Station. Because <laughs> uh, he went to Ed's. Yeah. He went to Ed's and I went to John Carroll and I know a lot of the Ed's wrestlers. And uh, I was with a couple of them that night and... Uh, I could not place who the guy was because I, I, I don't really watch wrestling, but I'm still aware of like mm-hmm. what's happening. And he was talking to one of my friends, and I went over to grab my friend for something. He's like, "Hey, this is I don't even remember what he fucking said. Did he say Dolph? And probably Nick. Nick. His name's Nick. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was it. It would yeah. If he was said Dolph, I'd been like what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Hi, <London>? Rocky. <laughs> you know. But he was a really nice guy. I mean, he was not a very big dude either. No. He's uh-huh. not like he's probably two inches shorter than I am. I mean, he's obviously in shape, but he was a really, really nice guy. I didn't know he did comedy. I think yeah, he's doing like funny stop and like I think he does like little clubs around like oh, that's Florida cool. he and like toured with Sarah uh, Sarah Tiana for a little bit. Oh, I didn't know. Um, that. He he's like said I he's like I I can never get out to open mics. There's never any times so he's like shows like this where people buy tickets to see me. 
are my open mics, and so it's really stressful. I was like, I could see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could see that. But, like, worst case scenario, go tell some WWE stories. That's what most of these people want to yeah. see anyways. So, yeah. like, you've got that as your uh, life preserver. Like, that's your um, your get-out-of-jail-free card. If, if your comedy's not doing great, just start telling yeah. wrestling stories. That's Guess what people want to hear. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's where I'd go. Like, that's, yeah. I got to go, go to Dick's. I got to go to WWE Dick size. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta but get a was... WWE merchandise cup. <laughs> you know, it's funny you talk about the open, the open mics. It's again like that psychological portion of it. People that don't watch that that aren't comics and just going to shows, they have a built-in thought of what what an open mic is going to be like versus paying for mm-hmm. to see it. So I I guess I kind of see what he means by that. like this is my open mic where people are paying, yeah. not someone that's just like an open mic. It's free. You're not getting paid. You're just trying out material. Because like a lot of us, like when I used to go to the one at LVT when he would uh, when he did that, I would tell you how it would go. You would see. Man, I mean, I went there. You'd see every aspect of comedy there. You'd see somebody who was clearly trying on material, somebody who killed. Squire would show up, somebody who really did it for the first time and definitely never came back. <laughs> yeah. And I saw like I saw one, and it's it's the most impressive thing that a comic can do outside of actually making a room laugh is when no one's laughing, where they don't just throw the mic down and walk off stage. I've seen like this girl, I don't remember her name, but it wasn't going well. But she was just in it, you know. She was still just doing her. She was, you know, the 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 pauses for her deliveries. Like she stuck with it, even though that pause where there was supposed to be laughter was dead fucking silence. <laughs> yeah. And she stuck with it for like, I remember like looking at my watch. I'm like, oh my god, that was only a minute and a half. How long is she gonna do this? And it was like five more minutes. <laughs> so, There's people who will go on for years where that's the norm. It's like, okay, well, you're just a mentally ill person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love home- when homeless people are like crack. There's always like, especially at LVT, there's crackheads. Yeah. There's one crackhead. Everyone's like, dude, this guy's so funny. And it's like, nah, he's on crack. <laughs> he's asking for money. Which I guess and, is fundamentally funny sometimes. I guess. Yeah, and he's going to go on stage and tell ridiculous things. You're going to laugh. Then you're going to be like, whoa, no, this guy literally is crazy. And then he's going to ask you for money and then walk throughout the whole room and ask people for money. Who was the dude who gave out his social? Oh, um, my. I've heard, I don't know. I've heard this fucking story before. What? Someone said his social. Was it, This wasn't like 10 years. This was like. This crazy. was like, I had just. These were within my first open mics after COVID, so like around April, May. I heard this. I wasn't at the show. I heard the story. Uh, I think his name was J- J- Javario? Something like that. He, he was a tall, like light-skinned black dude. He would wear a weird tie and a weird yes. shirt. Have yes. like a little, like a, like a, like a, like a, a goatee where it was like a fat, curly mustache. And then it the didn't handlebars. connect. Yeah, but then it didn't connect to like the goatee part. He was an odd-looking dude. I guess he said his social... Well, you just Outlaw. described a guy that if I had to describe a guy that would give out their social to a crowd of strangers, it was that guy. He, he gave up on comedy. <laughs> he started doing karaoke. Good. <laughs> Good. That's what's up. Someone told him to his face, you're a cancer. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to start singing music. <laughs> Not mine. Someone yeah. else's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of like crackheads and shit, one of my favorite ones happened like a long time ago before you started. We used to ha- run a couple shows. Everybody wanted to do shit on West 6. This was back when West 6 was like the spot in Cleveland. I mean, it certainly cooled off, but like, you know, 2012, 2013 yeah. was like, it was still pretty hot. So we would do a show at the Blind Pig on Thursday nights, and it was $2 everything night. Wow. And it was so much fun. We had the basement, and one day we're outside, and I'm smoking, and like this kid comes up with like a backpack with a sleeping bag, and like he's wearing coveralls with patches on them. <laughs> 
And he, he's like asking me where the train station is. I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like, we have a train station. I was like, uh, you know, I don't I, Amtrak. And he's like, no. Like I, he rides the rails. He hops on trains illegally. He's a tramp. And like, you're a fucking cartoon character. And he's got like, you know, he, his little uh, catchphrase is, oh, tartar sauce. <laughs> he would say that. Like, oh. He would say, oh, tartar sauce. Like, and this was like a continuous the- thing. He would say, like, any anytime I'd, I'd tell him, like, you know, oh, no, I, I can't really help you out with money or, like, I don't know where the train station is. It was like, oh, tartar sauce. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, like, I, I invite him into the show, and he ended up being a total dick. <laughs> dragged out by the bouncers and then arrested. Fucking Elmer Fudd. <laughs> tartar sauce. He was, like, 24, 25. It's not even like he was some old fucking old, old guy. He wasn't Cerebral Sam. He was just a Oof, random fuck that guy. guy. I am. You don't know about Cerebral Sam. Cerebral Sam. Uh, no. He uh, is an old man. He's an old drunk. Uh, and He's he a shows, terrible person. He shows up to <laughs> really bad person. He shows up to open mics, gets wasted, and then says either racial or homophobic slurs. Yeah, like, like the, the worst crowd? one. The worst ones you can think. Like he's in, in the crowd. No, no he, he used to do comedy, and he would. He was speaking of people that just bomb. Every oh single God. time. I'd never seen a set out of that guy. You know, no matter what, there's a lot of delusional people in comedy that are like, you know, you watch them and you're like, what keeps you coming back? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Some of these people occasionally you'll be like, hey, you know what? It was a hot crowd. He did okay. Cerebral Sam has alienated and turned every single crowd against him that I've ever seen him perform in front of. And it's so awkward. And he like he'll tell a joke. It doesn't hit. And he'll just go... Anywho, <laughs> and then he'll yell at people for for not respecting you know older people and that they just have it out for him. And then he would for years do this. He finally quit, and now he's like, I think he's seeing some sort of life coach that is probably just stealing from him. <laughs> oh god, a fucking it's, life coach. Yeah, he started showing back up like when I was running the LVT, and I already because I got the mic handed to me from Bob Seeholzer, and he told me. Like he would just tell back. me, "Hey, I want to come back to that eventually. You're gonna do what you do, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna make the show, but just I'm just gonna let you know the people that are banned here." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Who's banned? Who's all banned?" And he was like, "Cerebral Sam." And I was like, "Who else?" He goes, "Just Cerebral Sam." <laughs> <laughs> so, I was expecting. I know he told me stories, and I think I saw him at like TikTok once. I saw him at another mic, and I saw him just again like use the worst slurs and think it was funny. Um, and then he showed up drunk. He goes, hey, you're the new host of this, Brian, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, With a I could do some stand-up. I haven't done it in a long time. I think now's the time for me to shine once again. And I was like, yo, Sam, you can't come on. He goes, why? And I was like, you're banned from here. He's like, ah, oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, I Anywho, like, can, oh, I just, Jews. can I just hang out in the room? <laughs> and, and then I asked Amanda, the owner, I was like, can he, can he hang out? No, tell me no. I don't want him to. And she looked at him and she was drunk. She's like, he can hang out in, in the bar side. Ugh. And then he was fine that day. And then he was not he was not getting drunk for a month. So I let him go up and he was fine. He didn't do good, but he just didn't use any racial slurs. And then he did it one more time. And then I saw it in person. He There was a bunch of transgender people in the room. And he walked him out. And I was like, you're banned again. And he was like, good. They didn't get my humor. And I was like, I just want to see it for myself. You are terrible. Piece of shit. You are awful. An incredible uh, piece of shit. You're banned from performing here. And he was like, I was like, I don't hate you as a person. <laughs> just you're never allowed to perform here again. And he was like, 
Uh, all right, I'm going to go get a Budweiser. And then just drinking a tall beer in the room. And I, I hate him as a person. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I I've think, heard I th- some I don't, I don't think you'd get stories. any backlash if you said you hate him as a person. I feel like this is a, a safe one. <laughs> he went around for a while trying to recruit black comics to be in his black and white duo called Ebony and Ivory. And he just kept <laughs> oh, no. saying that this is the country's first black-white comedy duo. It's like, that's not true at all. <laughs> Could you have picked a more on-the-nose name? It's like you arrested development with Franklin. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what I picture what he's shooting for. Yeah. Sorry, I do hate him as a person. Wait, I changed wait, my mind. Where is this guy now? Is he still around? Unfortunately. He oh pops in. He pops his head in. Does he still try to get on shows? Uh, well, I told the dude Jimmy Killius. I told him when I gave him the oh. show, Cerebral Sam's band. Oh, that was his. Uh, I bet that was his window. He's like, Brian's not doing LVT. It's a new guy. This is yeah. my opportunity to get back on stage. I let him go on twice in six months, and I was like, I just want to. See. I did want to see it for myself because I was like, I've heard the shit stories, and I believe them, but I kind of want to see how this goes down. And I saw he did two sets, and I was like, Yeah, he you're... wears you down because he comes around so much, and you just like. Occasionally he'll catch you slipping on, on of like you feeling bad because I when I ran the the brothers lounge he would come week after week and just want to watch and I'd be like get the fuck out of here no mm-hmm. absolutely not and then one time he like here's money I will pay you to be able to watch this show I'm like fine go sit down <laughs> shut up and then by the end of the show he is so hammered that he is yelling at a a mother and daughter and <sighs> slamming his beer on the table going I demand respect I was like you old fuck. <laughs> I went and I grabbed him by the arm and escorted him out like never again never again never again have you, <laughs> have you ever sat someone down not this guy I mean like somebody that's actually trying to be a comic and trying to be funny have you ever sat anyone down and been like I just don't think this is ever going to work for you I'm not that kind of guy yeah um, I mean like in a ni- I, mean, I, I, dreams, I assume being but... nice about it but like if you see someone up there that's just getting the sh- their teeth kicked in every single time they go up, no, no, I'll let them keep doing it. Like it, <laughs> it's hard to because then you're the villain. Yeah, and even if you're right, like I was talking to Horning uh, David about this, I was about like, leaving comedy. Okay, about leaving comedy. <laughs> I don't know why I went there too. <laughs> but I was talking to David about just getting the fuck out of comedy. This is <laughs> not working, man. Yeah. This is yeah. not working. Change your life. He's changed his response to Dave. He's like, yeah, I talked to David about it once. <laughs> But no, I was telling David because I was like, he told uh, another comic, she was like, hey, because David runs, uh, I think he runs like shows for uh, like like golf, uh, like resort, like he runs like big shows. Like, I'm doing a country club show in Sandusky. Country oh, club. yeah, he like, does like, he does, like corporate events. Yeah, he yeah. does. Well, so he, he'll like run a few of those too. Um, and someone like did an open mic and they brought like their two sons. She brought like her two sons and shit. And she's like, David, I'm trying to get on this show. Put me on the good show. And he was like, he, he texted her, emailed her, and he's like, well, uh, I think you're funny, but you need to work on your material if you want to do this. And I was like, David, I agree with what you said, but I would never say that. I lie. <laughs> I'm like, there's not enough room on this show. Like, I'm, I still got, well, I'm telling the truth. I still got a lot of people, but I can't be that honest because you're the villain. And and uh, even when you're honest, like, I couldn't take it. When I, when I was two years and people told me I was unfunny. Really? Yeah, the whole, the whole, actually, the comedy festival. I did a show for, uh, in that, uh, this was like my two years. Uh, Steve, I'm really good buddies with Steve Guy now. Uh-huh. For a minute, I really didn't like him because uh-huh. he told me, 
dude, you're. I was this when I was doing going through my Jeselnik stage, oh, where God. I was just like, I wasn't like, a, I was just more <laughs> shitting on myself. But it was so like, it was like all the incest jokes and anything fucked up that I <laughs> all could, the incest jokes. all the incest jokes. All I had, like, of them. I had like three or four. I didn't do them all at the same time because I was a pro. <laughs> uh, I pick my spots when to do which one. Um, but yeah, at one point he was like, "Yeah, dude, you got to close up with better shit." Like. Dude, don't try to be dark. Like, that's not funny. You're not funny. <laughs> and then that, but that was motivational to me because I cared about it. A lot of people aren't like that. Like, they'll, a lot You're of the people. You're the most likable dude in Cleveland. Yeah, lean into that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, that's what I do now. Uh, I still like my incest jokes. I still throw them out if it's like a really dark audience. I'm like, you guys want to hear some fucked up shit? And they usually like it because I'm playful. But no, I got told that, but I could take it. But I've tried to talk to other, like, I would try to tell other people that. And they, they give you a stern look, and they never want to talk to you again. And kind of like it's just a, as a human, it's it sucks. So I I I don't do that yeah, either. No. What about if someone asks you like like what would you think of my set or hey I'm struggling with this? I mean even I, then are you just like hey you know what that thing that you like it's just it's not landing ever ever ever. <laughs> I've said that before, Have but you? it's also like hey you had a really good set, but I don't th I think you should clean that part up. Okay, and they used to get like that's what I I think that's a side. I've thing. offended people before because like <laughs> people have gone up there and done like super raunchy jokes, or, like you know, rape jokes. It's like what you're trying to do. I get that you're watching Jeselnik and these other guys, and this is who you're trying to emulate. But these guys have been working on it for forever, and they also know how to make themselves likable. So you you know, if you're gonna do this shit, you should probably figure out your first two to two to five minutes should be you trying to make yourself likable and then the, get people on board and then you can try and push some boundaries but right now you're just pissing people off. Yeah. yeah. So I'll try and give like any sort of constructive constructive criticism there but I've had people tell me do you think I I'm good enough to make it and I've been like mhm. Mm <laughs> <laughs> hey Brian, you think I'm good enough to make it? <laughs> I was just talking about this with my buddies the other day. You're you're the one. <laughs> you're the neo of Cleveland yeah. comedy. <laughs> you're the chosen one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You know that'd Marty, be, but... that'd be yeah. tough. <laughs> no Marty. That'd be tough. I, yeah, I, it would be tough. But I think at the same time, like if you get someone that's like, I'm not talking about like someone's been doing for like, like a year, like that. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen like that. Very few yeah. people are just gonna come out swinging and they're just killing it or whatever. But I mean, if you get someone that's like maybe six or seven years in, and I don't know, it'd be. I think there'd be a point where I'd be like, I don't know, man. Let's let's just kind of look at it objectively. You've been doing this for like seven years. You're still doing this. You're still asking people like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you're answering your own question. If you keep asking people if I should keep doing this, it's because you know you shouldn't keep doing this. But I understand your point. I just was hoping one of you would say, yeah, I'd tell people that all the time. But like typically that person, <laughs> typically that person six, seven years in, if you lack that much self-awareness, I feel very uncomfortable. Self-awareness yeah. is a thing that a lot of people are missing nowadays. Though. You can't talk to them about it then if they're like not self-aware. Like if someone's been doing the same open mic, if they haven't been getting paid at all, doing the same open mic okay, for six to seven years. That's what I mean. It's, that's a situation like that. where you're just like, you're just doing this to do it, which is, that's what I yeah. assume. I'm like, okay, you just want to do this as a hobby. If getting paid is gigs is harder. If getting paid gigs is rare for you. Like, that's got to be, that should be a, a red flag that maybe this is not working and that's out a, That's me. a real thing, too. Because they got to see other people. Like, if they're starting in, like, 2015, and then it's 2022, they probably start at the same time as other people who are on different levels. I would assume they would see that, but... 
some people do lack that that self awareness to be like, I don't. I work with people. We all work with people where they say stuff like in a meeting or on a call or in front of people. You're like, fuck, why did you think that? What greenlit that in your head that you yeah. thought the, the world should hear that in the, in, in the crowd that you're with? Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. So I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but I understand your point that some people should be aware. I just think that there are plenty of people that are not at all. They're not, and they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> they obviously should understand. <laughs> How many beatings do you need to take over what period of time to be like, ah, uh, I'm not good at this? Yeah, like it just hope, hope springs eternal. I don't know. It's the, <laughs> it's a, isn't that that illusion or the the uh, there's like there's an amount to where you could be like logical and also like I I need a little bit of delusion. It's like yeah. the, that's the dream I have. Is the little bit, but it's also controlled. Like I'm like, okay, one day I could do a Netflix special, but that's not anytime soon. Yeah, well, I so think I'm gonna work have, on it. You got to have some type of delusion to to, but, to 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 do to do what you guys. But do. it can't be yeah. that big. Like the oh like, no, I think it, the more you yeah. do it, it's got to slimmer. It down. can't be the dominant trait in your life. No, yeah. <laughs> it can't. But I mean, when you start out, there has to be some delusion because I mean, it's it's not easy to make a group of people laugh. It's a group of strangers laugh. A group of strangers laugh who may have had a bad day or are feminists or <laughs> you know, you feminism, but you damn, don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't know if there's a feminist outing at the at table two. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's gotta be tough. So there I think you have to have some delusion to it to to, to get started. Sure. But yeah, that delusion has to then get replaced with talent, experience, and hard work. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the way I thought because that's no, just you're right. that's just that's a because I run into the delusion plenty. I've told you, Brian, with a Y before. Sorry, I have to, <laughs> I have to specify as we're doing this. But like every time, but like the the few times that I have done shows, I have friends walk up to me and they're like, "I can do this." I'm like, "No, you can't." I I don't find I you you're not the funniest person in this conversation. You can't do this. Like and all the time, they they're like, "I think I can do like two three minutes," and then. I'm like cool. Well, Brian with a Y runs an open mic. I can get you on next Wednesday. Like, well, I, Wednesdays are bad. <laughs> you know, That's I can't. Much honestly, what I do. honestly, nights are <laughs> nights are really bad for me. Yeah. I'm more of a noon brunch type of comic. <laughs> I've had a bunch of people I know from non-comedy circles, people from high school, people from college, oh, be like, yeah. "You inspired me to want to get on stage, and I think I can do it." And it's like. So do you think that little of me where you're like, if this fucking guy can do it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or is this like, you know, this is your dream and you finally saw some somebody from your life do it and you're like, okay, maybe it is a possibility. I will always say, like, I'll take you to an open mic. I'll show you, how, I'll show you what yeah. to do. I don't think it's a disparaging. I think I, if it's someone that they know is doing it, they're like, I used to sit near that guy, so I must be funny too. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just see someone that they know that they maybe grew up with and then they're just like, oh. He just went out there and did it. I just got to go out there. I just got to get a couple sets under my belt, uh -huh. and boom, Netflix. It's amazing how many people <laughs> don't realize the difference between coming up with original thoughts and spins and takes on things, being funny in that way, as opposed to like a lot of people are funny because they can quote movies and like yeah yeah they, yeah. they you know know different pop culture references. They'll be, it's like well you can't do that on stage no because that's obviously not your thought. So yeah, you can't just do Ace Ventura impressions and and draw the crowd. I was thinking Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander. <laughs> just keep doing Blue Steel until the crowd's on your side. Yeah, Anchorman <laughs> is what I came to my mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of them. Oh man, okay. yeah, anything people quote. So we have a very specific show that we're planning. Yeah, <laughs> does that ever end where people? Stop hitting you up because I. Oh yeah. My thing is, my thing is, I, I have a lot of old random friends, like an old coworker or like someone I was, I had a good relationship with, 
like when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, I can think of four to mind right now every year. They go, oh, I'm thinking about doing stand-up. I've been writing stuff down. And the second they ask me my permission on if they should do it, I, I, I immediately can tell in my head that they're never going to do it. Yeah. But I always push them. I'm like, yeah, go do it, man. Let me know if you want to do a show. I'll be there with you. Like what you said. But I know, like, now I'm assuming, like, 95% of the time, they're not going to do it. No. I might get that one that does it, uh, but then they do it once probably. Well, yeah. I, and I think a lot of – people have great ideas – or not great ideas. People have good ambitions to, like, start their own business or I'm going to go after this or I'm going to get into acting or I'm going to get on TV or I'm going to start a blog that no one's going to fucking read. But then the second, like, you, th- that first speed bump is usually when 90% of it drops off. Yeah. Which again, I think that's where the uh, maybe some of that self delusion helps you push by. Like I, if I ever did one and and it would go bad, it would mm-hmm. because I would tell jokes and only seven people in the world understand because they were like personal jokes. Like that one time, New Year's Eve, yeah. and everyone's like, "I wasn't fucking there, buddy." Yeah, and that's the joke that I would tell. And hopefully, the seven people that were at New Year's Eve were there to help me push to my next set. <laughs> but it wouldn't work, and I'd be like, "I'm not doing that again. That was fucking brutal." <laughs> That's why I think when I see someone kind of bombing, I mean it's impressive. It's impressive that they that they push through it because I would not. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna get going. That's my time, and the guy'd be like, that's 90 seconds. That's not your time. I'm like that's my fucking time. <laughs> Do you see the flop sweat? Yeah, yeah. Do you see? Sense the tone. I'm uncomfortable. I'm done. My arms have been crossed for the last 20 yes. seconds. I'm not even facing the crowd, sir. <laughs> I want to I want to switch gears a little bit because uh, Brian, I don't know when the last time you did this bit was, but my first like I think I met you. I, I don't know when I met you, but I met you again when I was really early on. I think I met you. I did a skit. I think that I was like a year in or something, or two years in or something. I did a skit with Dave Flint and Josh Lawhorn at five o'clock, where it was like Beach Genie. Do you remember anything about that when you guys were doing that? Kind of. It was bad. It was bad. But we tried to because I think you like you reached because I, I met, that's when I met you. But I remember I saw you for the first uh-huh. time on YouTube from your Reese's Pieces bit. Okay. And I just fucking loved. I still love that bit. I don't know when the last time you did that bit. It's been it a went while. viral almost, right? It, it. I have seven million views on Facebook. Went oh, viral. Wow. I did it for like a TV show. Like it, but it's it wasn't one that ran around here. It was called Laughs on Fox, and it ran, it ran in like L.A., New York, and Dallas, and a bunch of other markets. But um, I did the Reese's Pieces thing, just about you know, the pronunciation. People call it. Do you guys call it Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. So you say it the correct way. Yeah. <laughs> it never fucking occurred to me that that's how it's said. <laughs> it never until somebody like said it to me like I had no idea, and he's like, well, "When is PCs ever a word?" <laughs> I read pieces just fine all the time, but like on this specific bag of orange candy, everything goes out the window. <laughs> That's the gist of it. But like, such a good bit. It uh, I I I thought that that was a Cleveland thing. I had no idea that it was something that people did nationally, or internationally. I had people from Australia message me about it. Really? And it, uh, yeah, they, they posted the, the clip on Facebook of it. Um, and it did a couple hundred thousand off the, off the rip. And I was like, oh, this is super cool. Very much enjoying it. Um, but like every clip got around that kind of attention. And then like seven months later, I'm at my cousin's wedding. 
And I start getting an insane amount of friend requests because they tagged my personal account. Oh. Nobody reposted it. It just randomly out of nowhere. It's not like a big outlet like you know posted it and that's what made it go nuts. It's just sort of out of nowhere. People started sharing it and seven million views later. But <laughs> I, I I don't do it that often. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I like it. It's like you right, was a warrant. Who who sings Cherry Pie? Warrant. Yeah. Warrant. I, I think they hate I that think song. Warrant. I don't know. <laughs> and that's kind of like oh, yeah. that's my cherry pie because I think that's like my fifteenth best bit. Yeah. But like people love it. Mm-hmm. And it's like for me it's like I'd rather do my other shit. Yeah. It's like that like that quote in Funny People where uh Seth Rogen, uh, Adam Sandler's performing Seth Rogen's up up top with uh uh, the guy that sings "Sweet Caroline," James Taylor. He's with James Taylor. He goes, "Hey, you ever get you ever get sick of uh, you ever get sick of playing that song?" And James Taylor's like, "You ever get sick about talking about your dick?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, another reminds me because I remember I saw that bit and I didn't know that. I mean, like besides like you and like pretty much Polk, I think mm-hmm. at like at that time. Like, I think you guys were, like, two of the dudes that, like, went viral from Cleveland. Oh, he went viral over and over and over and over. He would do it a lot, but I saw you do it, too, and I was like, okay, so it's not just an anomaly. Like, it happens multiple times. Like, people can make it out, like, in the modern day. I didn't make it out. (laughs) Well, no, but you know what I mean. Nothing has gone viral since. (laughs) I appreciate you making it out and coming back to do the podcast. You made it out and got real. Got right back in. That tourism video must have got sent to me 50 times in a month. Everyone's just like, you got it. Have you seen this? Check this out. This is hilarious. That was sent to me over and over. My dad, who couldn't log in to anything, sent that to me. He's like, Joe, have you seen this? It's fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking the Factory of Sadness thing? The Rock on the show Ballers on HBO called Cleveland a Factory of Sadness. They quoted Mike. That's amazing. He's singing to uh, Kim Kardashian like... Mike could be an international superstar if he wanted to be. He just likes it here. Yeah. Hence the tourism video. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, you're doing Barstool Sports now and shit, too? Yeah, I want to talk about these, because you you have two podcasts. I do. Okay. So the first is Tencent Beer Life. That's one that me and Kyle Honhorst started over COVID. We still do it, like, virtually, and we just hit our 100th episode, so we got super fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, made a, we we had like a list episode, so it's typically an hour long. This one was two and a half hours. We we picked a bunch of different things we wanted to make lists of, like um, thirty for thirties that we want to see in the future. We each made a, a Royal Rumble, like thirty line, thirty entrance of of a dream Royal Rumble for for wrestling. Um, just a bunch of shit like that. And then we talked a lot about the Deshaun Watson stuff because I'm really fucked up about that. Oh, that's that's a man. That's a rabbit hole. Once you start going down his man, I feel like I'm gonna have an identity crisis if the Browns do sign him because I can't root for them. And I I end every show go Browns. Like I I am a huge Browns fan. And if they sign Deshaun Watson, like I'm out. It's weird because he's like talent wise one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but. I love making fun. Like, okay, this is this sounds bad. I I love making fun of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh huh. But one of the points is that he is a terrible person. So well, then, yeah. who are we if we get a good quarterback who is also a terrible person? We'd yeah. be the we'd be the Philadelphia Eagles when they got Michael Vick. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit. Just everyone that turned into he's a terrible person, and everyone's like, no, well, he did his time. Yeah. Let's go, Vick. <laughs> like this shit ended quick. He kind of did though. I mean, yeah, he yeah. went to jail for a little bit. You're not going to get that out of Roethlisberger. You're not going to get that no, out no, of no, Deshaun no. Watson because 
it's it's not like anybody saw this coming. Any of these women, it, it wasn't necessarily rape, but it was very obviously sexual assault. He's and he's going to be in litigation for the next ten years. All civil stuff, though. All so civil. He's, he's well, been yeah, but criminally. I mean, in terms of, but I mean, every dollar he makes is gone. It's going to go to lawyers. It's going to go to you know hush money. I mean, that guy is going to be in litigation for a very long time. Thirty-five mil a year goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not when, not when there's twenty-seven people all trying to get a piece of it, and that guy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to do something else fucking stupid before his career is over. That guy can get derailed. Do you only read the the, the uh, I think the best argument <laughs> to sign him is that that guy has to perform really well and get a huge contract because he's going to be in litigation for the next 10 years. Yeah. I guess I, I can't sell my soul. 22 allegations is just so much. I, I can't root for him to succeed. So whether he's going to come in and, and fucking be Tom Brady or not, six Super Bowls, I can't. I can't root for Deshaun Watson. It's a, it's so a moral. I'll become a football sociopath. I will watch the games because I have to talk about it for my podcasts, but I won't root for them. I won't have feelings about it. I'll just watch. Yeah. No, I yeah, I don't either. I don't I mean, I don't really have feelings about it really in general. Like <laughs> I like going to the games, uh-huh. I like having fun for the games, but you know, around three fifteen, I'm fine. Like I <laughs> regardless of the outcome, I'm gonna sleep fine that night. Oh, sometimes just, it gets to me. Sometimes I know I, I, I mean, some people, within me. And I've I've watched games where I like we've all watched games. Yeah. We're around the four minute mark we're just like fuck. Something just happened that's gonna make the like, like where we're only up two. Something happened. We miss a field goal. We, or we miss an extra point that separates the score by two. And you're like, in four minutes, that's gonna come back and bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. It always happens. Mm-hmm. And then someone drives down the field. They hit a 58 yarder, and it's his first game, and it's his first field goal. <laughs> and it's yeah, it's the Cinderella story yeah. against the Browns. It's this guy's first game ever playing football, and he just manages <laughs> to kick a 58 yard field goal with no time left. <laughs> we all see that happening, and like you see it every bar I'm in, every place, and I've seen that happen. And everyone, we're all looking around like that's the one that's gonna fuck this up for us. <laughs> but yeah, then I you know I finish my beer, I go home usually eat i'm fine (laughs) it doesn't end my day certainly not my week as it does with other people that i know i'm jealous i can't live that lifestyle well i might try we'll see what happens with john watson (laughs) so um that we we did that one and we're at 100 episodes with 10 cent beer life we do not promote it very well again i hate social media but like i love doing that podcast yeah the other one is barstool cleveland we have a the pound town podcast which is me will burge who has been doing uh, local media stuff around here for a while, and then two younger guys named uh, one's named Joe, one's named Clock, and we do two podcasts a week and we're trying to do Barstool kind of stuff. Barstool is a big national brand, and um, they kind of you know if somebody wants to start new shit in a new area, they they pretty much say you know prove it to us, and then yeah. we'll show you the money. So right now we're in in the volunteer stage, pretty much. Okay, trying to make it out. That I mean that that is a big market. I mean, if they get behind something, you look at uh, what's the the one that blew up with them, the Call Their Daddy podcast. Like it's not something I would ever listen to, and uh-huh. I've tried, and it's dog shit. <laughs> but man, Barstool got behind that. And I think they got behind it, like really during COVID, and uh, he found uh, I can't remember his name. Portnoy is that his name? Yeah. He I think found one of them, and then she brought in her friend. They started doing this, and that man, when you put that machine behind anything. 
they're going to turn that into something. I think they just signed like a $60 million deal with Spotify, but they wow. were launched by Barstool. That's a big, powerful you know, machine to get behind anything. And yeah, if they like it, they'll, they'll push it. Right away, we started just going around to places and mentioning Barstool and places are like, oh God, thank you for coming. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's welcome, cool, man. <laughs> you guys welcome. were at the All-Star, uh, you guys were at NBA All-Star Weekend. Dude, we went to some weird, uh, like, press junket radio row kind of thing where nobody... Nobody came. It was just a bunch of rappers nobody's heard of. So we started drinking and interviewing Lil Brian. rappers. Yeah. Lil Brian with a Y. <laughs> Lil Brian with a Y was there. My album just dropped on MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Come check us out. Yeah, it was very similar to that. Okay. It was not far off. So, like, it wasn't anything crazy like that. But Cleveland State was when, you know, we went to the Cleveland State Robert Morris game two weeks ago, part of the Horizon tournament. And, like, they rolled out the red carpet for us it was hilarious that was cool i saw you guys at the booth with the two uh was that the other two guys the young guys you work uh-huh. with uh, okay yeah you guys were all cleveland stayed out and shit you guys had your own fucking announce table like, <laughs> on the baseline like yeah. they put us by the cheerleaders on the baseline to record a podcast and then they let us storm the court afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever stormed the court before? No. That sounds fucking we, awesome. We barely stormed the court. Nobody wanted to come with us. We went into the shitty student section, and we're like, we're storming the court. We're storming the court. Storm the court. Storm the court. We're trying to get these fucking kids to care. And they're just like, yeah, we're totally going to storm the court. And then we had to run all around to get to the entrance to get <laughs> So it took forever for us to get down to storm the court. By the time we got there, the team was was off the court and it was just us like running around and celebrating <laughs> and just then, you like getting a go going to get popcorn pretty much <laughs> yeah, anybody want anything coach. i'm gonna be out there anybody want anything yeah. <laughs> the head coach thanked us it was amazing the president of the university came over and thanked us hey thank you guys for running around the building pretty <laughs> much really appreciate they let it. us into what they call the viking lounge which is for like boosters and donors with free alcohol and shit oh nice. that's fucking awesome oh my god we, we were we all ate a bunch of edibles and brought booze in that we weren't supposed to have. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. A, yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> that is cool. I, I, I wouldn't need much to feel like a fucking king. And <laughs> you right there just did it. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, it was great. We took full advantage of it. Good, you should. I don't get anything out of this. Like this, <laughs> I've tried. I'll you make new friends all the time. I do make new friends, but let's be real. I can't really. I'd like the cash equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'll go somewhere, and they'll be like, oh, like two, please. So like, be about a 45-minute wait, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm with the guiltless podcast. Like, yeah. That'll be about an hour and a half wait. <laughs> like I just nothing happens. With I, I, I'm expecting for me, Joe and I. I'm expecting uh, eventually for something cool like media passes. Just to, again, just to hang out. And get drunk. I'll take a media pass at a high school game. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just want the lanyard. <laughs> I just want the lanyard. I just I feel want like you guys can it. make that happen. It's very possible. <laughs> it's I think it's probably lazy on our parts, it I think. It definitely is. Yeah. But yeah, something like that would be cool. I've had a couple like like immigrant son, I was able to bypass a line because I know someone that's been on the podcast and he's like, You can just sit right there. I'm like, fuck yeah. Wait, then, Raj? No. Wait, Raj? You said immigrant son. That's Raj. Oh, Raj. God, no. no. The bar. Not the, actual, not the actual immigrant. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to tell Raj I said this. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> and Cloak and Dagger, actually, I walked in and like Casey, who's been on too, she's like, she's like, okay, uh, don't say anything, but I'll get you a, a drink over here at the bar. I'm like, awesome. That's the coolest I've ever felt. 
<laughs> that's it. Which is sad. Yeah, I wish I hadn't said that. The, uh, <laughs> but that's cool, man. So what 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 does that look like? Like timeline? Like you say that you have to like prove yourself yeah. for the Barstool. So what does that look like? It, I, I wouldn't say there's really any sort of timeline aside from like us and what we're willing to put into it. It's pretty much like, um, you know, Portnoy is on a, uh, a podcast talking about all these different content creators and you know people asking for more money and shit. And it's like once you start. Uh, proving that if you were gone, people would miss you is when they'll start giving you some money. And um, we do get a piece of merch once that starts selling. But we've only been doing this for like a month and a half, two months. Okay. So it it has not been going on very long. So we we still got high hopes. Will has been very good at what he does, and he's been doing shit around town for a little bit. Um, So me and him used to do – he tried to get like radio stuff going with me and him. Uh, on WTAM 1100. We were trying to do AM radio on Sunday mornings together. And uh, I got kicked off because I mentioned how shitty... Do you guys listen to Indians games at all? No. Yeah. Jim Rosenhaus. I mentioned how shitty Jim Rosenhaus is, but I said it very nicely. I just, like, he mentioned Jim Rosenhaus, and all I said was, not a fan. He's like, really? I said, not a fan. And... Tom Hamilton, the other guy that does the games, the legendary announcer on the radio for the Indians, was driving into the stadium that day and heard me say that. And WTAM 1100 is the flagship station for the games. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently Tom Hamilton went ballistic and told like five different higher-ups at the radio station how much of a piece of shit I am and like how he wants me off. And then they they just removed me Uh right away. You I are. still love Tom Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> you can't I still Tom love Ham- Tom Hamilton. <laughs> you can't. I'm not mad at him. It is, you know, at 9:30 a.m. On, a, on an a.m. radio station on Sundays, like Man, this isn't a big loss. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get to an a.m. station? Will 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 used to do uh, 8:50 a.m., which is ESPN radio. So that one's okay. a little more reputable. Uh, he used to have a show called Three Deep that was pretty pretty popular with like Gerard Cherry and somebody else. And then um, he would just do random WTAM 1100 stuff. He would do some post-game Indian stuff for a while. Um, and they just had they had him film for Trevisano at different times. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, he's he's been doing shit for a while. So he, he thought I was funny. He was trying to be an open micer at the time. He had enough self-awareness to be like, this is not for me. <laughs> Good for him. I certainly applaud him. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He just once he got the call for this, like he he talked to Portnoy himself to say, "Hey, I want to start the Cleveland one," and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Barstool has a, a betting platform of their own. And, oh yeah, that's right. And betting is is supposed to be coming this summer to Ohio, so okay, that's really they want the foothold in each of the different that's markets. Smart. I forgot they do have a betting. Platform. I didn't even know. I wouldn't even have thought that. Yeah, so I we're really no looking. We're we're you know treading water at this point, and then once betting starts, we're we're thinking we're going to be able to make some of this. So what so what does the show consist of then? It's I mean sports entertainment. Yeah. Well, just about anything uh, around the world of sports we'll talk about, but also um, mostly Cleveland stuff. Obviously, okay. if we're just going to be talking about you know if, if it's a barstool Cleveland thing, we talk Cleveland sports mostly, but we cover a lot of different shit. And so far, we haven't pissed anybody off, which is crazy. <laughs> I think I am. I'm going to with the Deshaun Watson stuff and how I feel because yeah. people are like, 
really no, but that's understandable. Like you can't really be mad at anyone for saying it's oh, hard yeah, to support a dude 100%, like that. Hundred percent. People will be. Some but, of people but, are going to be very <laughs> mad at me for but, that. People already are. I tweeted yeah. something similar. But log- logically, though, like you, like you could say he's a great talent. But then you could also say, I don't agree with the stuff he's done personally. I think that stuff goes out the door a lot of times. When, when it not, comes to sports. Not every, with everybody. Yeah. When sports, if he was going to go to the Steelers, everyone would be like, of course, this guy's a piece of shit. I can't yeah. believe they even signed him. But he comes here, everyone's like, look, man, obviously he's got some bag. It turns from piece of shit to he's got yeah. some bag. It's like <laughs> it's like Tim Tebow kneeling and then Colin Kaepernick kneeling. It's a different thing. Completely. Oh, like, I've had people tweeting at me all day of like, yeah. He was tried by a jury of his peers yeah, and acquitted so of all charges. <laughs> Show me the proof of where he raped these women. Show me the proof. Like I've got people that are coming after me after what I That's tweeted insane. yesterday. But uh-huh. like remove, like just put that guy on any other team, and those people, same thing. You know, the, it would just turn into so. Like I mean, I remember when um like uh, uh and I don't really care about sports, so come at me. Uh, but like, yeah, uh, come at Joe. Like Urban, me. like Urban, like Urban Meyer. When Urban Meyer got in trouble at Ohio State, I I knew a bunch of guys that were just super pro Ohio State. Everything. They're like, no, honestly, honestly, it's not. This isn't that big a deal. I mean, it turned into it's not a big deal. Then it turned into everyone does it. Then it turned into they need to focus. Whatever. Then he was gone, and now you know the the shit that he did. Like in the last season, remember we got caught. He got caught at a bar with a young girl fingering some girl's butthole through her jeans. Yes. Yeah, second base. Are you talking, yeah. about, are you talking about coach? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but he's uh, he's the coach of the um, Jaguars. The Jaguars. Oh, he got fired. Oh, he well, he was. Oh, but at yeah, the time, that was know, the worst season I've ever seen. But all by the, the way. but all the Buckeye faithful just shit on him immediately. Like, you see that he's a piece of shit. Always has been. Like, do you yeah. remember like a couple of years ago where he really shouldn't have you know been in trouble for this or for that? It just it just depends. It goes back to that Vic Philly thing too. It's just it's the same thing. Yeah. All that goes away, not all the time. All that does go away when you're on the team. It's very different when it's your team. Sorry, second worst season I've ever seen. Hugh Browns. Jackson. Hugh Jackson was bad, but I've never seen a college, a hyped-up college coach come into the NFL and just eat a bag of dicks. But, like, he didn't give a shit about eating the bag of dicks. He, he, he clearly, like, he, he acted very much of, like, I'm here for the paycheck. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'll keep getting paid. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He got caught cheating on his wife with a college chick. That was I, when I saw it. I was like, "Yo!" Because the, the video, you sometimes it's hard to find those videos, but the internet was just like everyone should see Everybody. this. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was so, I mean, it's not like he got caught in a hotel room. He was in like a a BJ's brew house. Or no, something. he was in his own restaurant. <laughs> He was in a restaurant that he owned. Oh, it was I called didn't even Myers or some yep. shit. Like, Myers, Myers Bar. Yeah. <laughs> Myers. Steakhouse. And there were seventy people just crammed Everywhere. together, and everyone's dancing. And he's not even dancing. He's just sitting in the stool, and he's just putting his finger inside this poor girl. <laughs> she want? I, I, well, I don't know if she wanted. She it, never came out like against it. So I could but assume he's a that it was. Man. I was consumed it was consensual between them. But yeah, he was still cheating hard. He sold well, himself as a family man for a long time. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, that's what. That's uh, my favorite. My most famous. The the one I remember that really hurt my dad was Rick Pitino. I don't even remember Rick Pitino. Oh, he, he was a piece of shit. Oh, he was a real piece of you shit. You could see it on his face. When all that, that stuff came out, he was the coach at Kentucky guy. for years, and it found it turned out he was at a he was at a restaurant in in Kentucky, and after the game, he ended up going to that. I think he went into the bathroom with a waitress or some shit like that. Closet, closet. That was yeah. it. 
And uh, yeah, Rick Pitino. And then he was getting Horace for his for recruits. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which which was always a joke, like that. That was like, oh yeah, getting Horace. Like I just assumed like, oh yeah, the the coach gonna bring chicks. But I was like, oh no, that's just a silly thing. Nope. And then he straight up actual prostitutes. Yeah, (laughs) it's insane. Hey, here's some money. Go bang these kids. The Blue Mountain State shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or like that. What that he got game. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah, with Ray Allen. Just brings in two porn stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, that's a thing, man. It is. Really makes you wish you worked hard at sports. <laughs> I really think I phoned it in. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, again, we have, I've talked about, we've talked about this on air before, but Joe is actually a former sports guy. Yeah. He played, you should tell Brian, you're acolytes. Acolytes. He's got acolytes. Those are wrestlers. You are not saying the right word. He's got acolytes. <laughs> Accolades. Keep saying him, it more. Him it'll, make jo- it, it'll make it correct. Him and Ron it. Simmons. <laughs> They're acolytes. <laughs> I know what he's saying here. I'll, I'll, it's a wrestling joke. <laughs> oh my god. Acolytes. Tell him your stats, dog. Okay. Tell well, him your acolytes. Yeah. Okay. Here are my sports escalates. <laughs> Beaver Benz and Bentley. <laughs> no, I had one back in in like the nineties, uh, where because I went to Saint Vincent Mary in Akron, and LeBron broke two of mine. Oh shit! And they said my name on ESPN, which sucks. I actually should look see if I can find this on YouTube. Sure. Because they say my name because everyone just started calling me all of a sudden. I wasn't watching the game. I was just out fucking around doing something else. And someone's like, "Dude, they said your name on ESPN." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that made sense. Talk to you later." And then three other people called me and said the same thing. I was like, "This joke is stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and then someone actually explained the context, and then it wow, happened. what do you so, break? Uh, most points in a game, and then threes in a game, which for me was the exact same game. You were Kyle Korver over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I was the first Kyle How many Korver. points? Uh, 42 was mine. Damn. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. And then he, I mean, he like averaged basically the greatest sports night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you worked hard for meant nothing. No. <laughs> Trust me, I pay full price at games now. <laughs> I don't walk in and be like, Joe, they're like, yeah, I don't know who you are, sir. $3. <laughs> so, Can I at least get a 50-50 ticket? Yeah. They're like, sure, with raffle. money. <laughs> yeah, there is no benefit anymore. It's it's long gone. There was no uh, there was no in, in, no Instagram back then. That's pretty That's damn cool, though. You know, you guys are both fucking ass because you play college football. Didn't you play college Sort football? of. I mean, I went to... to College on a football scholarship, and then my body fell apart very quickly. Where, so, uh, where'd you go? Mercyhurst, Division okay. Two. Oh, I looked there for basketball too. It sucked. Yeah, that's why I didn't go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, what happened? Did you, did you get a bad injury? I actually don't know. So it was like uh, repetitive stress injuries on on both of my knees, and like I've had these two shoulder problems that affected me a lot back then, but I never saw doctors about them until recently. And like apparently, I'm I'm pretty close to needing a shoulder replacement already. Holy shit! Uh-huh. Some of that, like that's, yeah. Some of those, it's, it's nutty, like what those can do. Like that's kind of the reason I actually even stopped playing basketball. I was really worried about my knees and my. I was actually really worried about my Achilles. Really? Because once you hit thirty and above, like I know multiple people that have had that have. Uh, ruptured their Achilles, and the doctor is like, "This is the most common injury of men above thirty because you keep playing. None of you moron stretch. You're in fucking horrible shape. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as you try to cut, 
boom, just rolls right up. And that's a bad injury. Yeah. So I stopped playing basketball for I, I thought I thought my I was like, I'm too old. I can't have a knee go out or walk around with a boot. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. I wasn't even doing anything. Like, I tried to get back into, into weightlifting again and like all of a sudden my shoulders started bothering me like crazy. And I'm like, okay, well I tore my rotator cuff. I went to the doctor, they took an x ray and they're like, see all this? This is a lot of arthritis. <laughs> These are bone spurs over here. That's a lot of arthritis. This right here is the shoulder on its way to replacement. Ugh. So they sent me to physical therapy. The physical therapist is like, this is going very well. You may have bought yourself a, a couple years. Like, I'm fucking 33. <laughs> you start talking replacement? You want to put yeah. other parts in me that I wasn't born with? They're like, listen, Stone Cold. Sorry, Brian Kennedy. <laughs> His injury's not good. <laughs> also, the, the phrasing is... May have bought you a few years. Like, am I fucking dying? Yeah. yeah. May have bought you a few years. But the thing about it is, like, the right shoulder for the longest time was the good one. I have a torn labrum and arthritis in the other shoulder, too. Oh, so really? So it's, like, now the one that's been my shitty one for, like, 12 years is the good one. And, like, I don't know how to live life right now. It's ridiculous. Oh. I kind of didn't know this because I do remember a joke that you did when I saw you at uh-huh. Comedy Fest. It was the one that I walked away. I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but it was like the end of a joke. You're like, look at me. I don't want to do cardio. I don't like doing cardio. I like chairs. Nice ones. Yes. <laughs> and he, I started laughing out loud when you said that. I don't know why the nice ones really hit home with me. <laughs> like, I take my craft seriously. <laughs> that one really hit home with me. That's the one that I walked away with. I, I like that. I forgot you guys all met at the festival. I totally forgot that. It was great. I, I, with you guys I, I mostly all... forgot to. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I really had a good time at the fest. Yeah, yeah. the whole it well, was that's what we like talked about. One day, a long, really long day. He's like, "Nice me. to meet you." I was like, "Well, actually, I met you at the comedy fest." He goes, "I was on mushrooms." So I'm like, "Let's go downstairs." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, speaking of bad sports injuries, uh, I played. So when I was a kid, I don't play sports too much anymore because when I was a kid, I was doing everything. I think in sixth grade, I played. Hockey, I played hockey and basketball all throughout grade school. Played hockey and basketball, then football and baseball. And hockey and hockey and basketball are the same season. Yeah. So I was going. I was the most. I was an in shape kid. There's no way you can't be in shape playing two seasonal sports at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was pretty good at both. Like I was an enforcer in hockey and basketball. I was just a center. Um, but I played hockey throughout high school uh, until my junior year. Because we were having a tournament, we played against these uh, these Pennsylvania Hicks. Like everyone's like our height, but like really big size, and they're like 17 years old. And I was the biggest dude on my team, but I was skinny. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to go hit this fucking kid, and oh my god, all he had to do was look at me. Like he just uh, like I had because I would I liked I did like to get people when they weren't looking. Uh-huh. But the second they didn't look, I was like cheap boom, shots, cheap yeah. shot a motherfucker. Yeah. This dude just went. Okay, just turned his head. Boom, I flew. I ran to a brick wall. I got up. It was the first period, like two minutes in the game. I flew. I heard, ooh, from the audience. I got up and just kept hustling. I was a hustler. Kept hustling. Eventually got off the bench. The coach was like, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I remember that a little bit, right? And then like three minutes later, uh, I'm, I'm all wired up because I, like, I just got my ass rocked. Everyone saw it. I need to come back. Uh, so I remember I had, like, I stole a puck. I hit some kid, stole the puck. Uh, I deked the goalie out, and I fucking hit the crossbar, like Mighty Duck style. Uh-huh. You know, like right on the fucking side. And then I went to go get the puck, and this kid fucking, and then uh, the puck ends up going to this other kid, so I go to hit him. Same thing. 
Next thing I remember, I'm in the locker room just sitting there. And everyone's like, Brian, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. And they're like, you're crying. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then the coaches came in. Next thing I know, I'm just watching them do the eye thing. And they're like, dude, you're concussed as fuck. Yeah. You cannot play. I was like, they're like, where are we at? I was like, we're, at Bro- we're in Brooklyn. They're like, we are in Illyria. <laughs> I thought I was in like, yeah. I thought I was 30 minutes away. Crying is a side effect when you're but concussed. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't like, I was just like, like my no, inner, just, my you, spirit was yeah. just like, help me. You've seen uh, some fighters like that too, like when they get concussed like after like. Start crying, but like, they're not actually crying. They're, they're not fine. really crying, but they look like they're on the verge of crying like all the time. Yeah. That, that's a side effect of getting concussed. I got concussed hard. And then I think the funniest part was, I don't remember. I played two, I played another period uh-huh. and don't even remember. I remember being in the locker room because so much attention was on me personally. Hey, you all, you all good. I was just frozen. Next thing I know, the coach is like, one of the coaches stayed behind. He's like, dude, go take a shower. So I, I do remember getting in the shower and getting out and just sitting there because I was like tired. I was like, I'm exhausted. And the coach is like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I just got out of the shower. I need to get ready. He goes, you are covered in soap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish they'd found you in the shower crying. I oh, like, no. I was just sitting there. there with a towel over me, just covered inside. <laughs> I did the whole shower except rinse off. <laughs> and then, like, dude, get back in the shower. And the coach is like, get back in the shower. And then he has to watch me get in the shower and be like, wipe it off. I felt like I was a kid. I really don't remember, but, I, you know, you do a little bit. Because I remember he's like, wipe off. He goes, ah, fuck. This guy's fucked up. And the next thing I know, my mom's driving me to the hospital. Or like the the she's driving me back to like the clinic to get a cat scan, and I was like, "Mom, is it cool if I play music?" She's like, "Yeah, that's fine." So I put my headphones in, and uh, I I like want to listen to my own music, and I play it, and the music's blasted, and I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> my mom swerves. She goes, "What?" I was like, "I was like, uh, P.O.D. was blasted." P-O-D. I was listening to P.O.D. <laughs> I don't know why that made it better. <laughs> I, I was like, "P.O.D. blasted." She's like, "I don't know what that means." I was like, "I'm in pain." <laughs> And then I got a CAT scan. They're like, you're not concussed. And then like two weeks later, I came back and the doctor's like, yeah, we're looking at your paperwork. So you've been back to school? And I was like, yep. They're like, yeah, you're uh, really concussed. You yeah, should not go back to school. what fucking doctor said you weren't concussed? And then I stayed out of school for two weeks from doctor's order. That's awesome. I went to school two weeks. I was like, Brian, you okay? I was like, I'm fine. And I don't remember going to school. I, I went to school for two weeks. Damn. I really don't remember. Teachers heard about what happened. But, you know, all the I went to a uh, Catholic high school, so everyone was kind of like, dude, I got so many concussions, you fucking pussy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Sam, <laughs> I'm going to math class. I felt like Marty Malloy a little bit. <laughs> like, looking back, I was just so monotone. I stayed two weeks. I was like, are you dead? You're lucky. I remember a lot of people getting con- concussions when I was in high school, and this is the late 90s, man. Like, you were they were taking ser- this was 2012. This was so not they were taking j- seriously. Yeah, they were a fucking, little bit. They were jokes when I was in high school, man. <laughs> I never got diagnosed because yeah. I never like. I always thought that a concussion was something far worse. Yeah, I didn't know all these times where people told me, "Oh, you got your bell rung." All of those are concussions. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you lose vision and there's ringing in your ears and you can't remember longer periods of time? That was a concussion. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. I remember. Oh, shit. No, yeah. someone told me that. I, was I had like, like a dozen of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone Baker told me that. Dozen. I was like, you know that feeling when you're like, you're like, and you, you're, you're shaking and you're like, you can't really stand up and your ears ring. That's a concussion. I'm like, oh, I had one in like sixth grade. I think. <laughs> and then I remember like, and I four others, I'm pretty sure, maybe 10, I don't remember. 
But yeah, I remember that that, that was just like a. I remember like our football coaches not telling people about it because they're just like, well, don't say that. You can't play in the next game. I'm like, yeah. so you knew this was bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but we can't lose Jake for next week. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna lose him much sooner. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he. Didn't. I, I we we used to you know when wrestling was huge back in the uh, the nineties like the late nineties, mm-hmm. me and my friends we used to get the pay per views we played all the video games and then we'd have like wrestling parties at this one kid's house where we would like wrestle each other we put down like a bunch of like pillows and shit and have like actual fight wrestling matches <laughs> like they would get way out of control we would <laughs> hurt each other and then like we would make entrances and shit we had belts and everything and then we thought that we were so cool doing this that after a dance one time. Like, this kid had a party, and we're like, we're going to do this for everybody. <laughs> and I got slammed down on my head so hard that I blacked out for the rest of the party. Yeah. And none of the kids around me, like, even told an adult. They, I just, like, went and fell asleep in the corner, which you're definitely Which is the worst thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately the worst thing I'm you do. Nobody's checking, checking on me. They all just went about the party, and, like, I lost hours of time. <laughs> They're all like, Brian's being weird again. And my parents didn't even take me to the hospital. <laughs> when they pick me up, they're just like, just go get some sleep. Uh, <laughs> just go, go go to bed. Yep. Just go to bed for a couple days. You were being an idiot. You deserve this. I loved See, that's why, because I, I used to do that shit, too. I uh-huh. didn't do it at parties, but me and my buddy Chris, he had a trampoline, so we would always do... He was like a little huskier kid than me. He was shorter, but huskier. Uh-huh. So I would always pick him up and slam him. And I was like, whoa, I fucking feel strong. Yeah. I'm a fucking wrestler. We had our own wrestling. We had our own interests and shit. Uh-huh. We had a big trampoline that had the, uh, the, uh, the curtain, not the curtain, but you know, it had like the, the safety the net around it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And there was, there was, uh, that we did a, I did a couple bad things. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know how, you don't, hurting your body is different, right? Uh-huh. That I did two stupid things. The one time I did a, he was on the other side. I was like, dude, I'm going to jump really high on the trampoline, go over the net, and do a cross body on you. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I did it. And it so excited. It successfully, he caught me. What? And like, I remember we were like in pain, but we were like, oh, they do that in wrestling. Like, we were in pain for like a minute, and then I got up and kept fighting, and it was good. But then later in the match, I came up with this incredible spot. I, we got a ladder from his shed. And I was probably like 11 years old. We got a ladder. And right before the match, he's like, okay, I'll get the ladder from the shed. And then we need to use a table. And he goes, we don't have a table. Uh, his mom had these like gardening things. Like, uh, you know, like, I don't really know what they are. But, you know, like, uh, like, you know, like a hat, like, let's say a walker. There's the two parts that are like circular. Or like the, the circular, yeah, the two handles, so yeah. the separate handles. So like it was like it's like a gardening thing. The but claw, looked, the weeding claw. Where you do this? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, they were yeah, like yeah. two yep. like larger weeding claws. So we stuck them in the ground. Oh my god! Shoved them in the ground, and I was like, we need a table. And I was like, my bright idea was like, hey Chris, get the aluminum foil, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, I wrapped the entire thing with aluminum foil around, so it like looked as much as a table as I could make it look like. And I remember we're good because you you remember you'd like go over the spots like this is uh-huh. what we're gonna do, and I remember I was like okay so what I'm gonna do is I want to do a fucking Shawn Michaels elbow drop while you're like you know in wrestling like when someone's about to get off the table they kind of have their feet like they're on the table a little bit but most of their pressure is like on their feet so like they can move fast uh-huh. so I was like just act like you're going to because everyone's gonna see it <laughs> no one's gonna see it no one's there just me and Chris. <laughs> I was like, put your feet on the like, put your feet on. Act like you're about on the table. I'll do a Shawn Michaels elbow drop. You'll move, and I'll just like go. I'll Jeff Hardy it. 
And next, your elbow. I did that shit. I didn't shatter my elbow, but I landed like, uh, you know, in Family Guy when someone falls and like their arms are like, the yeah. one arms on their back. Yeah. I landed like that and I was out of breath. And he was like, Are you okay? And I was like, 10 count. <laughs> count me out. And then, he was, and then <laughs> afterwards, dedicated to the he's doing still. the 10. And he's like, Are you okay? He's like, Give me five minutes. And I just remember <laughs> laying there just being like, Am I dead? Like, just questioning my mortality <laughs> at 11. And then I got up, and I was fine. Then I ate some, like, Tyson chicken nuggets, and I felt pretty good about myself. Yeah, overall, not a bad day. No, it wasn't a bad day. We had a killer match. <laughs> Might have been five There stars. was that one part of the day that was rough, but it ended on a high note. Yeah, it ended on a real high note. <laughs> I didn't realize how lucky a lot of us are to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if gonna... people were there, you would have totally gotten the This Is Awesome chance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Time. You Big probably time. would have, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we would have got that shit. We sold out for it. For our craft. <laughs> for our craft. <laughs> and you fell asleep in the corner. <laughs> Just let the hemorrhage begin. Yeah. That kid's parents, like, they, they had a bunch of money in a really nice house, but the parents were, like, really neglectful and just, this kid was a psycho. Another time we were, like, he had a, a deck in the back, and he wanted the deck gone so that his parents would build a home theater, <laughs> which they ended up doing. <laughs> But he was like, we're just going to start demolishing the deck. So while his parents are gone, it's winter time. There's, like, frost and snow out. We grab a whole bunch of, like, axes. Some yeah. of them were broken. <laughs> like, pickaxes, sledgehammers. And we just started going to town on this fucking deck. And I hit a post with a pickaxe. Oh. And it, like... In my hands, like especially with it being cold, uh, yeah. it, I, it just hit and it hurt and my hands let go and the pickaxe went flying through this big ass bay window, <laughs> and this kid flipped his shit. In. I could have easily murdered somebody, <laughs> and like he, he he kicked me out. My parents weren't like they weren't answering their phones because they were at like a, a bat, my sister's basketball game, and I had to walk a couple miles home. He just kicked me out, and I'm like. <laughs> Well, I'm going to have to pay for this bay window. But then the kids' parents come home and are like, don't worry about anything. We're really sorry that that had happened to you. Please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like, you're a fucking asshole, Brian. The yes. parents are like, you're a shitty we son. We are so, we so sorry. <laughs> uh, everyone, had that, everyone had that one friend that had like a super, super, super rich fit. Like mine was in college. Yeah. And, and, he, and they're confident too. No, they're it's the not most that they're confident. confident. They, they know they raised a fucking asshole. And the asshole's the one, it's not you or the kid that, it's not the kids that are coming over. It's the son or the daughter that keeps bringing these people over <laughs> and doing that. And it usually turns into just like, sweet, are you okay? You know what? I'm not even going to tell your parents, which meant I found out later in life is please don't fucking tell your parents that you did this because I have a lot of money. And I'd like to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about because I always grew yeah. up poor and anytime shit like that happened, the parents would be like, don't tell your parents this. And I was like, I oh, trust you. You're an adult. You know everything. And Dude, I, they're I just remember, fucking scheming. I remember my, uh, for a senior year, like graduation party. I remember this because this is when I was like, wow, adults are shitty too. Like the... um. <laughs> With the, there was a, a party at my buddy's house, and this mm -hmm. is out in uh, like Covet. It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a, uh, um, like a more rural hillbilly whatever. So the, the houses are really far apart, and there's a lot of land. Mm -hmm. So we were all in the back, and the driveways were huge. They were like, like a quarter of a mile to get up to the house. But most people had to park down below because there wasn't that much room. So 
it was a really big party and it was one of those parties just kind of got out of hand and like people from other schools you didn't even know were showing up and this kid i remember he's a wrestler at walsh and this is when walsh was a power they were like number two in the country in in, in wrestling yeah all those fuckers were at this party so it got pretty dangerous <laughs> yeah. but the last Wrestlers one the, fucking out of their mind yeah <laughs> oh, they're the most like, them and wrestling rug- wrestling out yeah. of their fucking you have to be 75 percent amateur wrestling yeah okay rugby players yes. maybe hot maybe hockey players are a close they third. like to think that they are but they're not no yeah. wrestling is they a just different white breed. kids to listen to rap <laughs> yeah. yeah wrestling's a different breed but those but one of them showed up with his girlfriend they apparently were arguing and the the driveway was right by like a curve so he was standing outside of his car yelling at his girlfriend and a car came around and clipped him and threw him over the car into a ditch and we're all up at the party. You hear someone's this girl screaming. I mean, really screaming to the point where it wasn't right away. Just everyone slowly stopped talking because they're all like, "Where is that screaming coming from?" And everyone realized where it was, and everyone ran down because no one knew what was happening. And this girl screaming hysterically in the middle of the road. And finally, like you know, someone's like, "What happened?" And they're like. She's like, he was hit by the car over there. And then everyone froze because like, I'm not going over there. I'm, I don't want to see this at all. And Jesus. the kid had like a broken leg in like five places. And then I remember one of the parents came out and was just like, did he make it onto the property? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, why does that matter? And yeah. then someone's like, well, it matters because I'm like, oh. She's like, not on the property? Call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> he never made it up. Like, he was still on public property. But if he had been leaving that party, that person was fucked. Oh, yeah. The, the liability, Super like, fucked. if you if you buy somebody alcohol, like an oh, underage yeah, yeah, person yeah. alcohol, if anything happens And there was a them. lot of alcohol at this party. <laughs> that was yeah. also the last party, by the way. <laughs> turns out we closed. It turns out that was our final. That was yeah. our send-off. That was the final countdown. <laughs> yeah. That kid was supposed to go to college. I don't think he ever went. I mean, his, his leg was like shattered. I think he was going for like a wrestling. I think he was supposed to go for a wrestling because all those fuckers were. Yeah. yeah, that poor bastard. That's Dark story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he never yeah. made it. Yeah. He's coming on next week. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have our first amputee. He's got a podcast. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to end strong because I know you got to go eat. <laughs> I am very hungry. Yeah, yeah. you could have ate forty minutes before. been <laughs> <laughs> here. What's uh, so? Where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, I am Brian Kenny is my social media stuff. But again, I'm not super. Please go follow the uh, uh, Cleveland Barstool stuff. On Instagram and Twitter, uh, it would mean a lot if you, even if you don't listen to the, the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you did. But just leave us a five star review and a, a sassy little uh, review. It's the only kind I leave. Uh, yeah, just a- anybody out there listening, it, it means a lot with those kind of things. Uh, if you w- please do the same thing for Ten Cent Beer Life, although uh, there's probably no chance of me making money off of that. So uh, if you're gonna do one, Pound Town, please. I'm gonna leave a review on. Uh, uh... A bar stool. Um, I'd leave five stars. I'm gonna say Brian Kenny is my second favorite uh, um, entertainer, right behind Tom Hamilton. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be so sweet. I'll take good, it. We good, did that. Good, we good. did. We covered that immediately when we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That was the very first on? thing we talked about. No, we're not gonna. I doubt he'd really want to fuck with us. Yeah, <laughs> but like that was the first topic we covered, and that's, uh, that's Will's like a. 
She's going to piss these people off again. I'm like, I will end our first radio relationship with Jim Rosenhouse, and I will start the new one with it. I'll end it again with it. <laughs> Fuck Jim Rosenhouse. <laughs> he seems like a real nice guy, but he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's like my thing. <laughs> nice guy, but probably sucks. Probably really sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and shout out to all the people that may or may not have died that we talked about today. Yeah, I, he's all right. He just got really drunk. We saved him. That's so nice of you guys. It was scary. Yeah. I'm still like, I moved on from it, of course. Like, today's a new day. And then but... you handed him his keys and you said, get yourself home, bud. Yeah, yeah. Go get your car and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Brian, drive what you real got? fast. Yeah. Brian with a Y, what do you got coming up? Um, uh, so I got the Dina show the first Monday of every month and then every Saturday. Uh, at 11.30 p.m., we do a secret show. Um, there are different places. Um, so, yeah, just go to just follow me on Instagram, uh, the Brian Sternick, and I'll be sharing that on my story all the time. So, yeah, there's a secret code and shit. Uh, I think it's $10 of Empire, 15 at the door. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, people will be puking. No, I'm just, that's only, that's a one and done. That's the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> but should only go up from there. All right. What are you doing, Joe? Uh, this is all I do. So uh, check out the Guiltless <laughs> Podcast. I assume you may know about it if you're hearing this. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Check out our Facebook. Check out our Instagram. Our Twitter, which is not managed well. I need to do that. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> I don't. I just like Matt Trulio's tweets. That's it. <laughs> I have a little met- friend, and he's like just tweeting stuff about wanting to get laid. Yeah. I met him. Yeah, you did meet yeah, Matt. Adina's. Adina's, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. He remembers Matt, but doesn't remember you when you guys met. I was sober at that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our Twitter, is me retweeting what Matt tweets. Yeah. <laughs> he just tweeted out recently that he wants to do a body shot. And I was like, let's go, people. <laughs> so I got a belly button. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Thank, thanks for coming in again, Thanks man. for having Appreciate me. Thanks again, time. Brian. Right. The, 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 for, Ohio, for Ohio Lottery. Yeah. That's him. Okay. Did we cover that? We did not. No, I was. You going see to my confusion. Forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> I am the face of Kino for the Ohio Lottery. What? How uh-huh. did we just now get into this? <laughs> <laughs> you closed up. I was gonna maybe bring something up, but oh, if only we had gotten forty minutes. Have back. me on again. Have me on <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Just have you can come back, back on. on whenever, man. You, we can be up around three uh, thirty. Is what we'll tell Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do Puerto Rican time. My mom lies to me about time, so I show up on time. You may just have to start crashing here on Saturdays. I might just have like to. Keep I will do it. <laughs> no, I will I, do no, it. I really, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Too late. You're already yeah. through the offer. Fuck. All right. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. All right.